Welcome to the Peter Gabbett Podcast, folks. I am your absurdly obnoxious host, Peter Timothy Hankst. And today is January 5th, 2020. Welcome to a show about life, news, sports, movies, marijuana, and everything but politics. Big news in sports right now, folks. Tom Brady and the New England Patriots lost their wild card game, which means they are not going to go into the postseason of 2020, beat everyone like they usually do, and there's no chance for a Super Bowl for them. That makes me a happy person. I don't need anything else to happen in the NFL as long as the Patriots do not win. However, today's an important game for me as well as the Seattle Seahawks play the Philadelphia Eagles. Go Seahawks! for the wild card spot in the NFC. Hopefully, it pans out in such a way that I get to continue watching my amazing Pacific Northwest Seattle Seahawks continue their journey and win a Super Bowl this season. But the chances are very unlikely as the Baltimore Ravens have got their number. Baltimore is going to be a hard team to beat. They got Lamar Jackson, the best quarterback in the NFL this year. Sorry, Russell Wilson, but it might be true. Pretty sure the MVP is going to Lamar Jackson for the season. Pretty sure if they win the Super Bowl, the MVP will go to him for that as well. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but if it does, I won't be sad because I like the Ravens too, but I'm a big-time Seahawks fan. Go Wilson, go Seahawks, Marshawn Lynch back on the roster. We can do it. In other sports news, it looks like Tom Brady's last season with the New England Patriots has come to an end, and that means he'll be in search for a new team. And there's a team with a possibility of an opening for a quarterback as Phillip Rivers might be exiting the L.A. Chargers organization in pursuit of a different career path, which means the chances are, folks, that Tom Brady may just move down here and play for the L.A. Chargers. That would be crazy. In fact, I don't think it would change anything because Rivers has consistently played well as a quarterback for the Chargers for many, many years, over a decade in fact, and the fact that the rest of his team has sucked so bad is the real reason he never won a Super Bowl with them. So if Tom Brady's in pursuit of winning, he better stay away from the Chargers. Regardless of whether you play video games or not, you have to admit they influence our lives in one way or another. Whether it's from Street Fighter, or whether it's Finish Him from Mortal Kombat, every game has a saying that you remember. And for me, it's Grand Theft Auto. I don't even remember which one it is. Maybe it's GTA 4 or San Andreas, whatever. But one of them has a Russian mobster as the main character whose cousin is always trying to get him into some jobs. And, you know, I just remember playing the game... And the guy would always come up and say, Cousin, cousin, I've got great job for you. Lot of money. And now, every time I hear the word cousin, I think of this. So I don't know if you're like me, if you have a game that influenced you, or something that was said over and over in the game stays in your mind. But next time, you're talking to your cousin. You know, shoot him a quick Russian accent for fun. See if he gets it. Hey, cousin, it's me. Peter Gabbett on podcast. You want to have conversation? One thing that I'm getting sick of is this whole see-through bag crap at all the sporting events. Nobody has a see-through bag. No one. Because then people will see the contents of their bag while they're walking around, and a thief will want to rob them more if they see money or credit cards or a wallet, which will force us to walk around with a see-through bag that has nothing of importance in it, which is not the whole point of having a bag anyway. The see-through bag thing has got to stop. 
I went to a Chargers game before they moved to L.A. This was the last and final time I ever went to Qualcomm. It's in shambles. It's made out of solid concrete. It was built in the 60s. It's a pile of shit, and that is why they left to L.A., because nobody was willing to shovel some dough in the direction of a new stadium, which is crazy because San Diego has more millionaires than, like, any city. But nobody's down to throw some dollars in the direction of an NFL team's new stadium, so we were stuck with Qualcomm. And when I went there, it was an embarrassment. Not to mention, we had to walk like a mile from our parking space to get to the front to avoid a $25 parking charge. And once we got to the front, we did not have a bag that was see-through. So they made my wife throw her purse in the garbage. Now, luckily for us, we're not a designer purse-having family. You know, we don't spend hundreds of dollars on a purse. That's ridiculous. We buy the cheap ones, you know, but cheap or not, it was her favorite purse, and they made her throw it away. I even took the contents out, smashed it into a little ball so it would be the size that they said was acceptable, and they wouldn't do it anyway. They still made us throw it away, or they gave me the option of buying a $10 cubby to store it in so I can pay to keep the purse and go to the game to watch the Chargers lose, which they did, or I can throw away a purse. Well, I threw it away out of anger and highly mistreated the workers at the front of the arena, but that's besides the point. They deserve my guff because I cannot believe they would force a woman to throw her purse away. What a bunch of assholes. She's not carrying a nine million there. She's a gal. Generally speaking, if somebody's going to pull some violent acts, it's typically a man and not someone who looks like a little boy like me. Movie review, folks, black and blue. Black and blue. It's not a movie about bruises. Well, it kind of is, but I thought it was for sure. I was like, hey, black and blue, it's got to be a movie about bruises. No, it's a movie about a female cop who leaves her old neighborhood in the South to pursue a career in the police academy, comes back to clean up her neighborhood later on, only to find that her old friends are drug dealers and that the police she work with are all corrupt. Things unfold and unravel to the point where she ends up being pursued by both parties in an attempt on her life. It spirals out of control just real quick. It kind of sucked me in, to be honest. I, I couldn't stop watching, although the quality level was a little low. So overall, I'm giving it a 4 out of 10. Go check it out. Black and blue if you're bored. Not great, but okay. Now, folks, for those who do not know, there's an American Hockey League organization for which the San Diego Goals play. Now, they feed into the Anaheim Ducks, which is an NHL team. And I actually went to see a San Diego Goals game last night. And boy, was I surprised at what I saw. It was just a grand old time at this place. I'm talking the fans were into it like I've never seen. Nothing can show you the true passion for sports than a hockey game. You know, whether it's the National Hockey League, American Hockey League, or when I lived in Portland, I'll go see the Portland Winter Hawks. They play in the Western Hockey League. There's so many leagues, but specifically the San Diego Goals feed into the Anaheim Ducks, which is pretty cool. Although last night, they looked like they were feeding themselves food on the sidelines and going to sleep because they could not beat the Bakersfield Condors. Bakersfield, folks. I'm sure you've almost never heard of that name, or if you have, you instantly associate it with a cow town, because it is one, it's in the middle of nowhere, it has nothing, and I don't know how there is a 
AHL team coming out of Bakersfield. There's a handful of knuckleheads that live out there. And yet here we are in a city of millions, and I see it time and time again, we still don't have an MLS team, we still don't have an NFL team, and we still don't have an NBA team. Although last night it was pretty cool because I was watching the San Diego Gulls play in what was formerly the San Diego Rockets and then the San Diego Clippers basketball arena. Yes, it was pretty cool. I actually saw a couple historical documents reporting on how in 1971 this very arena was used for the NBA All-Star Game, which included Wilt Chamberlain, Jerry West, Oscar Robertson. I mean, the history that occurred at this old NBA arena is astounding. That alone was enough to drag me out there, and you know what? I had a great time. So if you're in the mood for a good sporting event, you don't want to spend a lot of cash, 15 bucks or less, get some tickets to a San Diego Gulls game. San Diego Gulls, that's correct. I guess they're seagulls. And you know, if all else fails, you can always stare at the Gulls girls. The Gulls girls. I don't know if they're cheerleaders, what they are, but they sure stand around wearing skimpy outfits the whole time. Now, folks, I myself, I myself, you know what I hate when people say, how could I be the one that says I myself? But I said it, I myself wear sandals. I'm a sandals guy. You know, I'm in a place where everyone wears sandals. It's always hot. There's no reason to put on shoes. Wear some sandals. But there's some people out there, folks, who should not wear sandals. And specifically, one of those people is my dad. His toenails are like jagged, rotten, yellow crocodile teeth. I mean, these things draw a crowd when he steps out the door. I don't know why he exposes them to the world. Perhaps to slow down the rate of rotting. Because if he put a sock on it, the things will fall off when he takes them off. He wears the old sandals that I had to wear in Washington County Jail by force. I know what you're, I know you know what I'm talking about, folks. The little brown sandal that crosses over from one side to side with a basket weave. And it's like, you know, it's tan. It's kind of the color of your foot anyway, so it just kind of blends in. It's an old man's sandal, you know? My dad wears them everywhere he goes, old man's sandal. But I'm just worried that if somebody even scrapes by him or, or if he brushes against somebody with his jagged toenails, it's going to lacerate their skin. I mean, this guy has got some rank toenails. Love him to death. He's my dad. He's the greatest guy I've ever met. You know, super proud of him businessman, took care of us our whole lives, no problems whatsoever, but by God, you have some disgusting feet, sir. I faced this yesterday, and I faced it many times, and I talk about it many times, and I'm never going to stop. The parking in Ocean Beach is horrendous. I went to visit a friend before the goals game last evening, and I drove around for 30 minutes finding a spot. A spot which was not anywhere near his house. This is ridiculous, folks. I do not understand how a city with so many people who all own automobiles have nowhere to park. Where do they park? Is there some magical underground parking structure I don't know about in Ocean Beach? Because if not, I'm not going to go there anymore. I can't take it. Driving around looking like a moron is what I already do every day. So I don't want to do it even more when I'm looking for a parking space in OB. Also, just a weird thought. Somebody said 
the other day, I live in obesity. Obesity? Doesn't that just sound like obesity to you? Doesn't it sound like a place where a bunch of fat people live? Well, you're right. I'm kidding, actually. Everybody in OB is skinny. They all do yoga. They're all vegans. They're not fat. But just don't call it obesity. It sounds dumb. There's a lot of rappers out there, folks, that have been a part of a crew, or you've heard them somehow, but you really don't know who they are. And one of those people is Del the Funky Homo Sapien, a.k.a. Deltron 3030, a.k.a. D-E-L, a.k.a. a rapper from the Hieroglyphics, a.k.a. one more time, the voice on the gorilla song, Dirty Harry. You know the song. I'm happy, I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in my bag. Yeah, that one. Uh, so DL, the Funky Homo Sapien, is phenomenal live. If you get a chance to see this guy live, you're, it'll blow your mind. Uh, one time I saw him live, I, I'm at a giant show. It was called Paid Dues Festival. Compilation of all the best rappers you could imagine. Atmosphere, Big Daddy Kane, Salt and Peppa, Nas, Wiz Khalifa, Ice Cube. You got Hieroglyphics, Living Legends, Sage Francis, Aesop Rock. I mean, everybody. Every person I could possibly imagine was at this mega festival. And one of the people was Del the Funky Homo Sapien. So I'm walking by, and I see... Debo from Friday, you know the guy who rides a bike and steals everyone's chain, and he tells me to wait by one of the stages as they're setting up a, what looks to be a symphony, you know, I see a guy with a violin, he's wearing a suit, I see some other guys, you know, a trombone, a French horn, all these things, I'm thinking, who's gonna come out to this symphony, and I should have known, it was Del the Funky Homo Sapien, and he threw on a killer show, I saw him again, in the city of Portland, in a place called the Roseland Theater. Smaller venue, very intimate. You feel like you're right there with the guy, and it was also phenomenal. So I'm telling you, if you want to hear some crazy raps, and if you like a good live show, check out Del the Funky Homo Sapien. He looks like a crackhead, but he's actually pretty smart. Well, I heard Oregon followed California in the plastic bag law where now you will not be receiving any free, thin, wispy plastic bags from the store when you purchase items, and instead of that, you have to pay for a 10 to 15 cent thick bag that they expect you to reuse because they believe we will always remember to bring that in our purse or pocket when we go to the store, which we will not. So, welcome to a good time, folks. I've now spent... I can't even imagine how much money on the bags that I purchase from the stores because I'm not going to leave with all the crap in my hand. And you know what? My dogs sit sometimes in the very back portion of my SUVs. So I don't want my eggs and milk and other items to mix in with dog hair. So yeah, of course, I'm going to pay the freaking 10 cents for the thick, almost rubber-like bag that you're going to give me. And you know what? I will recycle that bag eventually, but... I'm not going to reuse it at the store. I don't remember the bag. Nobody remembers the bag. Nobody brings a thick, reusable bag that they bought on their own either. You know, those ones that are almost like vinyl 
or some kind of other fibers, and it has like a little handle on there, and they're like, oh, hey, I'm shopping at the store. I brought my bag with me. No, only a, you know, divorced mom with nothing to do whatsoever except shop daily for her dinner that evening is going to remember that stupid bag. Everyone else, we're driving around. We realize, oh, I got to grab some eggs. I almost forgot. Let's hit the store. Oh, can't forget the bag I have in my pocket. Not. That doesn't happen. So, Welcome to the stupidest idea I've ever heard of, where now instead of small bags, they give you really thick ones, which also end up in the streets, and also end up in the oceans anyways, so what the hell are we even doing? The only real solution for any of this is to give us free delivery on all our groceries, or create bags that, like, disintegrate, you know? Give us hemp bags or something, so that within a week's time on the street, it just melts away. Can't we do that? Because otherwise, I'm stuck under my sink with a huge bag of even thicker bags. Folks, it's time for the portion of the Peter Gabbett podcast that we all know, love, and cherish so dearly to our hearts. It is Real Stories on the Peter Gabbett Podcast, brought to you by Peter Timothy Hangston Barbecues, and that's B-B-Q-U-S-I-O-N. And today, folks, I'm going to be telling you the real story of when I got lost in Seattle at night. Yep, that's correct. Now, for any of you who know me, I was born in the Seattle area, Redmond to be exact. However, I did not spend much time there as I moved to Portland at the young age of two. Not like I moved, my family moved me. I probably didn't even get up. So... This is the story about when my now girlfriend or now wife, then girlfriend and I went to visit her grandfather in a small town outside of Seattle in a mobile home park where he lived. Now, we didn't know much about this gentleman as they had somewhat of a falling out in their family with him to the point where no one spoke to him for many years. I was not okay with this. I was like, hey, you got a gramps not too far from us. You know, time, life is short. Let's go visit this guy. You know, let's get on his good side. We need you to be close with your gramps. So sure enough, you know, they reconnected. She talked to him on the phone. He said, hey, come visit me. We got really excited. We figured let's make a trip out of this and go see a Mariners game. So we lined it up. Mariners game in the day. Go visit his gramps. Go visit her gramps at night. And, you know, stay the night. Wake up the next day. We'll head out. So we go to the Mariners game. Good game, you know, great time. Love Safeco Field. If you've ever been to Safeco, it's one of the best stadiums in all of sports. It is amazing, and the entire roof retracts in one solid piece. It's crazy to even see this thing. Plus, they have insanely good garlic fries there. Super bad heartburn, by the way. So, we go to this game, we get the super bad heartburn, we have a good time, and on our way out, it's getting dark, and at this time in life, there is no GPS on cell phones, all right? There's, there's no help from your phone at all. You don't just say, hey, Google, how do I get to this place? There's no, hey, Google. So we're looking around. We're like, all right, here's how we get to this guy's house. We got kind of a map quest maybe thing going on. I don't even know how we got directions, but they were definitely false. So we end up in some crazy part of Seattle that I can't even describe. The whole town was Asian. It must have been the Chinatown portion. I don't know what it was, but there was nobody around us who spoke a lick of English. We end up pulling into a gas station. And this gas station owner is working. Well, I assume he's the owner. He's the only guy there. And he's like an old, scruffy Asian dude. I'm thinking, this guy owns the gas station. He knows everything about this neighborhood. He can tell me where to go. So I start asking him questions. How do I get to this? How do I get to that? Where am I? 
and he just says one thing and then reverses it and maybe you go here no maybe better to go left i think if you go right here i have no idea what he said to me i'm freaking out it's the middle of the night at this point i have no idea how to get to my destination and you know especially my then girlfriend now wife is getting getting restless she's not happy about this so we don't take the guy's advice because he obviously he talks in circles has no idea what he's going where he's going and i see a streetwalker and i say hey man straight up i'm lost as hell and i'm from portland you probably think i'm a douchebag it's true i am one how do i get to this neighborhood he tells me perfect directions in fact he even starts walking in that direction to tell me exactly where to go in the nicest way I've ever seen, because that's how people are in the Pacific Northwest. They are overly nice and very, very kind. And so the guy, you know, he points me in the right direction. I finally make it to this middle-of-nowhere mobile home park that's gated in, of course. Now, it's nighttime, so how am I even going to get this old man to let me into the gated thing? It's night, he's probably asleep. So we call him up and... No, he's still awake, waiting for us, wondering where the hell we are, because it took us so long to get to his house. So we get into the gate, we go into his mobile home, and it is an actual place out of a clown magazine. If there was a magazine solely based around every type of clown you could possibly have, it would be the inside of his house. Little did we know, his wife is obsessed with clowns. I'm talking large ones, small ones, creepy ones, happy ones, every kind of clown in existence. And so I didn't know I was going to step into a carnival to go to sleep. He even had a separate room for us that wasn't the clown room anymore. It was the Beanie Babies room. What is it? T.Y. Beanie Babies? Remember that, that fad that went around? Everybody was buying these Beanie Babies, all different kinds. All of them had names and the specific theme they went with. Well, she had every single Beanie Baby that exists, I'm certain. In fact, the entire room, the walls were all cubby holes to place the Beanie Babies on display in case their house turned into a Beanie Baby museum. So we try and sleep in this what is surely haunted and is seemingly the most creepy, stuffed animal, beanie baby place I've ever slept in. Didn't get much of a, you know, didn't get much of a shut-eye that evening, but we were woken up at the bright and early time of 5 a.m. by the, by the wife of my wife, my wife's grandfather. So her grandmother-in-law, if you will, wakes us up, crack a dawn, get up! And so we get up, she makes us breakfast, which consists of, like, an English muffin that was toasted and maybe a piece of fruit or something. But little did I know, this whole crazy scenario that occurred would then lead her mother, my wife's mother, to become close once again to her father right before he sadly passed away, giving her one last chance to to regain the love and respect they once shared for each other so with all this craziness that occurred, and usually my real stories end with some kind of sick joke or twisted ending, this is a wonderful ending, folks. All because of my forceful passion to make people be close to their family members, even when they don't want to. They regained their relationship right before the gentleman passed away, giving my wife's mother and my wife hope that the rest of their family could also come together and be closer 
And at one time, we even invited her grandfather to come to our home in Portland for Christmas before he had passed away, which meant everything to both of them. So I say this, regardless of what kind of weird old family drama is going on in any of your family, scratch it all. Life's too short. Screw all that crap, man. Pick up the dang phone and call anyone that you've had drama with in your family and just make it better. Because we only get one shot in this life, folks. One shot. Don't let it drift you apart from people that you care about because of some stupid, petty disagreement or argument. None of that means anything. It's most important to love and cherish one another Thank you for tuning into the Peter Gabbett podcast today, folks. It means a lot to me. Please tune in tomorrow. I swear each and every day I'm going to get better just for you. I want to bring you pure entertainment, and I'm doing this every single day for 365 days in a row to see what happens. Join me. It's going to be a great and crazy adventure. Thank you for tuning in. Folks, today's been an emotional episode, and on that note, I'm going to keep it rolling. Here is Wish I Would by one of my favorite rappers of all time, Eli of the Living Legends. Shining brighter than a diamond in the rough I had enough of sitting on the couch of living in my brain Time for some time for some action again It's better than a loss unless you're picking up another bad habit Gotta drop the cigarettes and the caffeine Damn it, it's a famine in my stomach Gotta nourish it with courage on my eyes wide open Drop a feeling, can I change it? Can I make it to the morning? I'm a 818 valley dweller with a feather hat They got Peter Pan, I wanna live infinity And meet a man to check out my divinity He's telling me I'm not immortal Gotta get my shit together real quick Real shit, many good pine box, a frame will fit Escape pattern traps and commit to thy own self Be true through the grime and the grit Exercise my body and mind Just a reminder to pull up the blinds Turn off the television and go out Outside. Underground, overground, no foot bound headlines in the sand, get a race when the face takes Earthquake, face place, brain where it takes place First race, heart rate, line up in space Let's walk outside the line Focus, escape the waking locus